Welcome back to the Shoot Around podcast. My name is Mackenzie. My name is Josh. And today we've got a lot of content to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff to discuss. We do. I'm very excited for today's podcast. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Josh, do you want to run us through the socials? I like how you stole my intro too. Yeah, I mean, I thought we'd switch it up. Yeah, thank you for that. So yeah. I'll read socials. It's just <coughs> it's just flattering really for you. So just take it how it is. Okay. All right. Um, we're at episode 10, by the way. Oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Episode 10. See, I'm a rookie at this intro yeah. stuff. So I, I would have me. shouted out the episode number at the start. I am losing my voice. So that's probably why Mac took today. I caught on to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the socials, you can reach us uh, at Facebook and at YouTube by searching the Shoot Around podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at ShootAroundPod. And you can reach us at TikTok at ShootAroundNBAPod. Um, we're going to have some more TikTok content going up. We haven't had some TikTok content in a while, yeah. um, but we're going to work on it. It's definitely a work in progress for us. It's been a bit dry there. It has. It has. It's been a bit dry. We've, we've been lackluster on the content updates, but we're, we're back in full force. Um, it's been a pretty hectic start to the year. No doubt. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get cracking with all the content. Yeah. Um, and this week there'll be a lot more for you guys. Yeah, I get like a hundred DMs a day saying, "Where's the TikTok content?" Yeah, so I know it's crazy. I, it's hard to keep up. But it's thank crazy. you guys for the feedback. Yeah, we appreciate uh, all of your support so far through ten episodes of the podcast. Yep. Um, we owe all of our early success to you guys. Yep. All right, so let's get cracking, Macca. You got yeah. some uh, quick news to go through. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our little um, inbound segment that we did, the inbound, uh, where we talked about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Go check that out. It's a special sort of episode that we did. The video is on YouTube. Um, there's also an episode on the podcast platforms, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yep. It's really worth a listen. Uh, it's a little bit longer than what we would normally do, but it's in-depth analysis of the Minnesota the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. So yeah. give that a check. It uh, Check that one out and let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to sort of talk about uh today anyway talk about the all-star game uh the potential players that are going to be making it obviously predictions uh you know some people are going to get slighted or snubbed uh, that's inevitable but i just wanted to go through some of that so look forward to that one after um just regarding the all-star game so quick news here it was meant to be held in indianapolis which is in indiana uh, that's been pushed to 2024 the most likely spot seems to be atlanta yeah. where the hawks play um, and so that's been not decided as of yet. It's still in discussion. Uh, what was interesting during the week was Bill Simmons, a uh, very famous podcaster. He put out an interesting take about how the NBA should not hold the All-Star game. He may not have been the first, but he was the first that I personally heard. Um, and just to quote him, he said, I'm sorry, Adam Silver, but having an All-Star game this season is such a stupid idea. Having all the best players together in one place, you're bound to have someone breaking protocol can we just make sure to have healthy players heading into the playoffs first? I 100% agree with that. It's a great take, honestly. 100%. I said that to you when the All-Star game was announced. We had a discussion about doing this podcast and the All-Star predictions and everything. Yeah. And I said that they shouldn't hold the All-Star game because you're bound to get players breaking protocol. It's going to happen. Mm. You know, you've got all the best players in the NBA in one place at one time. Coming from different parts of the country. And they're all seeing each other, maybe hanging out for the first time all season. Potentially family as well. Depends what's how they happen? do it, but exactly. yeah. What's, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is they're all going to go out for dinner. Like, they're all going to hang <laughs> out. They're going to want to. They're going to go to a room. They're going to chill. Like, it's yeah. just what, what's going to happen. Like, they're, they're people, you know? They're people yeah. first. They're players second. So, friends it's well, only yeah. human yeah. for them to want to see each other and hang out as friends. You know, we saw uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Bam Adebayo and Kyrie Irving trying to swap 
jerseys. Yeah. Yep. You know, they're friends. Exactly. They know each other. Yeah. Like, and they're talking about how good each other are and they're about to swap jerseys. They're they not thinking shunned. about COVID. They're thinking about... They're trying to be human. Exactly. Yeah, I get like, you. This is my friend. I respect him. I appreciate the way he plays and I'm in awe of the way he plays. You know, yeah, these are guys, they're people first. And that's something that the league has to remember. Like, yes, there's a bottom line that they have to get to. There's money on offer, mm. but they really need to look at the whole situation here and say, is it worth delaying the first round of playoffs for an all-star game that most people, to be honest, are not that interested in? Yeah, not even just the uh, the first round of the playoffs, but the second half of the season could be severely affected that's by any too. sort of breakouts that's or true whatever happens. Um, a lot of players have echoed the sentiment that Simmons expressed. LeBron James, no less, mm. says it would be, be like a slap in the face, is mm. what he actually said uh, verbatim. So that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. But we're still going to talk about the All-Star game because that still merits discussion. Uh, the players that have performed well deserve recognition for that. So we'll yeah. get into that later. Um, but some other news. So the Raptors, uh, this is not Homer Corner. The Raptors signed GM, general manager Bobby Webster, to a multi-year extension. Now, a lot of people are saying this points to Masai Ujiri, the uh, president of basketball operations, going elsewhere or moving on from the Raptors. I know that the Knicks have been trying to get him for a number of oh, years now. James Dolan loves Masai so Ujiri. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in New York on a huge, huge contract um, and given, you know, basically handed the keys to the franchise. Yeah. I, I, the way I look at it is... That is Dolan's only chance of, you know, taking a step back from the franchise and letting them be um, would be to get Masai Ujiri on board because he seems like the only calming influence that could be like, James, I've got this. Like, Here's the thing. Just let me do it. Masai is going to look at the Knicks now that they're on the up and up and he's going to say, okay, if, if he's entertaining the idea, he's going to look at the Knicks like a potential team to, again, build rebuild win a championship like with the raptors yeah um it might take longer it might be shorter of a, a wait period for that championship yeah if at all but nonetheless uh, Masai probably is going to look at that very intently uh under a microscope and think do i want to go to the knicks but yeah the rumor's been out there for Masai to go to new york he would be the best president of basketball operations they've had in a long time he'd probably be the best front office staff member they've had ever the most competent person yeah. around yeah because yeah. it's been pretty incompetent for many it years. it has been it has been i mean they've made the playoffs once i think in 20 years i yeah. think we discussed that anyway we have. we have um yeah so keeping with the raptors um fred van vliet had a monster game the other day against orlando incredible uh 54 points he shot 11 of 14 from three-point range the most efficient 50 plus game in nba history unbelievable it was incredible yeah it was also a raptors franchise record for points surpassing threes. yeah of course of threes yeah yeah, yeah. uh surpassing uh, demar DeRozan's 52 from 2017 i believe it was sorry that 11 of 14 was on three-point shooting that yeah, that's right. Game shooting. No, he shot 17 of 23, I believe, from yes. the field. So yeah, he was yeah. on fire. Yeah. Um, and he did it without too much dribbling. Like he was, he was mostly catch and shoot. It was a lot of catch and shoot. Yeah. And, and it was a little bit of pick and roll later in the game when yeah, yeah. teams started chasing him out, uh, trying to get him off the three point line. Um, and then he started to really show his full array of skill. Yeah. When they take away that three-point shot, I think that's when Fred's at his best. Like once they, they charge out at him, that's when he's really able to create for it's other dangerous. players. And yeah. yeah, on the dribble, he's, he's you know, one of the best in the league, really. Super quick. Yeah, he gets into all the crevices and makes plays. Yeah, he's really and good for that. 
making shots through contact, he has to be one of the best in the league. Yeah, and considering his size as well, that's it's quite a remarkable feat He's overall. Incredible. He's a really um, good player. One last fact about that. That's the most points ever scored by an undrafted player. So Fred Van Vliet continues to beat the odds. Yeah. As he would say, bet on yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, moving on, Matthew Delvadova uh, made the news so to speak, uh, because he's considering retirement due to his concussions. I just wanted to bring him up because he's an Australian legend uh, in terms of basketball and, I guess, life. Yeah. Australian celebrity, Della Vadova. A little from, bit. Yeah. He's from Maryborough, yeah, uh, I know. Queensland, yeah. just yeah. up the road. Um, he's had one of the more interesting NBA careers. Uh, I mean, he... Quite incredible, really. Well, he the thing is, there was the one playoffs, it was 2015, where he you know made Locked a name for Steph. himself. Well, he, he played excellent <laughs> defense on Steph. He also... Made some, you know, he was making some quote unquote dirty plays. A lot of people question what he did. He's I physical. Just, he's, yeah, he plays hard. Yeah, he plays and like I didn't an have Aussie. a problem with it. No, nah, no. Nah. He's scrappy. Yeah, it's, he, a, it's he the Aussie a, way of playing basketball. If you if you ever play basketball in Australia, you'll know exactly yeah. what we're talking about. I've it's got plenty dirty. of bruises to show for it. Yeah, it's yep. it's just gritty. Like it's a bit more physical than what you get in, in most other countries. Then again, I haven't played in other countries, so I'm just you know basing it off what I've seen. You're speaking um, facts, Josh. Don't worry. When you watch Aaron Baines play, uh, you you kind of get an idea. Aaron Baines, Delhi, um, yep. even Joe Ingles. Bogut. He's another one who's awfully physical for a um, a wing player. But yeah, it's Simmons. Just the Simmons Aussie plays way of pretty basketball. physical. He does. He, he really does. They all do, yeah. So, um, yeah, moving on to the uh, Miami Heat. I just wanted to talk about oh, this with Joshy. Yeah. So, I think this team is officially behind the eight ball. I, I know agree. it's still early. I you agree. Could, I mean, it's kind of arbitrary to decide what's an early part of the season and what's not. Yep. It is still technically early. We haven't reached the halfway point. Um, but I think with the, you know, the isolation protocols, it's been really difficult to put out, to field a proper lineup every game. For Spolstra and the rest of the crew. We've had the most lineup changes out of any team in the NBA. Yeah. Our starting five has been changed in every game. Yep. We've only fielded the same starting five like three times this season. <laughs> Myers Leonard just went out with a, I think he's out for the season. He is injury. out for the season. He had a shoulder surgery yep. completed uh, two days ago, but he's out for the season. Yeah. I just, I would like to see, I mean, Jimmy Butler's back now. So a fully healthy team minus Leonard, unfortunately. Um it would be nice to see them full strength for an extended period. Well, we're now period. missing Avery Bradley for a month. He right. hasn't really had a chance to get into rhythm since yeah. taking, you know, the end of last season off and coming back this year. He's been in and out. Yep. Um, and we're also missing uh, a couple of our um, our starters. Goran Dragic has has missed a, a fair amount of time in out, um, yeah. due to injuries. Uh, Kelly O'Linick's really struggling. Um, this season to to produce the results that we need. I think he's a bit out of his element because his role has changed. Yeah. So things, yeah, for his role to change like that, it's been a bit drastic this season. Yeah. Um, but understandable. I mean, Spolster has to do what he has to do. He's been playing Struess a little bit, the rookie. He's been all right. He's yeah. been pretty good. It's surprising. Um, he's someone that I shouted out earlier in the year. Um, yeah. Three-point shooter. He's a specialist. Um, but... Look, the the team needs another piece. They're missing that grit that we had last season. Yeah. And I think that goes to Jay Crowder um, and, you know, Derek Jones Jr., two of the most, you know, energizing and important defensive pieces. Even Um, um, Solomon Hill was pretty decent for Miami in the playoffs. Well, he did a really good job defending LeBron. We brought him in to literally, that was it, to defend LeBron and shoot threes. Those are the three guys that you would want to defend LeBron. Yeah. I mean, not... 
perfect defensive Well, Jay Crowder well. was the answer to LeBron. He's and the he, best he still is. He, he still is. Like He's a good answer. Yeah. He is uh, one of the best defensive wings, if not the best defensive wing in the NBA. Um, that's next to Kawhi and, you know, whatever. I would put him in that tier of defenders. Um, just watching the way that he played defense for us last year. We're yep. really missing him. And I said that when we went through the free agency breakdown. Um, I would have liked to see him get paid by Miami. Yep. But obviously with the whole Yana situation, which has now fallen apart. So the, the future of the franchise is really in the hands of, of Jimmy Butler yep. um, and Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to add that third piece, you know, the team probably should start looking at, at moving on from, from role players to try and get a third piece in, whether that be Bradley Beal or Victor Oladipo. It's, yeah. it's probably you know about time i think it's inevitable they'll probably make a move uh the roster just hasn't really been fully it hasn't been at full strength but at the same time there's pieces to to bring in to to shift things around a bit yeah i'm basically my verdict on them so far as i'm not panicking but this team has a lot of work to do so they're playing the wizards today that's good news um, we lost to them the other day though yeah, without okay. without westbrook they'll have the motivation to get a W tonight. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't age like milk. Yep. Um, yeah. We so- probably will, mate, because this is going out after <laughs> that game's been played. And I get to add in the result uh, when I'm editing just to see what happens here. But Oof. look, yeah, the team's really struggling. Basically, to sum it up, without doing any Homer corner stuff, yep. Miami need another piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need a, a defensive leader on the court at all times. Because as soon as Bam Adebayo goes out... <sighs> As soon as Butler goes out, Forget the it. team falls apart defensively. And it's it's probably due to playing a lot of two-way guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Exactly. Um, they're just not cut out defensively. And you can't run a lineup with Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. It's been Too small, out there. and yep. they don't defend, um, unfortunately. Uh, the team needs help. Yeah, absolutely. That's, Couldn't agree that's more. That's to summarize uh, how upset I've been with Miami. Yeah, exactly. So the uh, the Clippers and the Nets had a really good game this week, yeah. uh, early in the week. It was very exciting, very fun to watch. I could see that being a potential finals matchup. Very exciting. Um, it's still early. Obviously, the Lakers exist as well, so there's that to discuss. But I just thought it was a weird ending overall. I mean, there was a lot of stuff happening at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson made a really questionable play, so the Clippers were trying to make it close at the end. Uh, Harden made a great pass from one baseline all the way down to Jeff Green That's at the, the other end. That's the best play of his career. Whoa. Yeah. It's a bit early for hot take. Hold on. No, 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 no. Um, no that is. We'll get a flame soundbite behind that one. Yeah. But Reggie Jackson fouled Jeff Green on an and one, which went in into the basket. Yes. And it just was like, what are you doing, Reggie Jackson? Yeah, that was a very silly play. I, what I are did, you doing? I did see that game, and that play was ridiculous it can he continues to be one of my least favorite players in the nba like it just blows my mind they're talking about trading him and i think that's just solidified the front office to be like how do we get rid of this guy maybe they Um, put it out there so that the clippers remain to look confident uh competent yeah because i don't see why anybody would want reggie jackson yeah not only just because of that play. well look offensively he's great he's the speed that he adds yeah speed that he adds is is his main you know, positive on offense is, is just the quickness up the court yeah. um, and driving through uh, past players, not through contact. He's not great at that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a very silly play. I mean, yeah, that could have been my trash of the week, but we'll get to that one in a bit. It was a pretty terrible play by Reggie, but nonetheless, it was. this is a great game. Very exciting. Batum also uh, at the end 
he was meant to miss the first free throw. Or yeah. sorry, make the first free throw, and he yeah. missed it. And then he made the second free throw. Cause you know what we call that? Karma? A French miss. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's like a good a, one. Like a French kiss. Have you copyrighted that? a French miss. Did you copyright that? I didn't. I posted it on Reddit, and it didn't get as much <laughs> love as I was hoping for. Uh, I thought it was Come absolutely on, hilarious. Um, I would appreciate if Redditors would give me the credit I deserve for that joke. Yeah, what's um, going on, Reddit? Come on now. I didn't want to have to explain it, because then that takes the comedy out of the joke, but I feel like it went over a lot of people's heads. Oh. I could be wrong, but Redditors hit me up. That one know, whooshed. That one whooshed a lot of people. Overheads like pots and pans in pantries. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was interesting about the Clippers and Nets game, I thought as well, just to finalize this one, there's three offensive weapons against three defensive stoppers. Yeah. Like in a in a fully healthy matchup, Yeah. Uh, you'd have obviously PG, Kawhi, and uh, Patrick Beverly, yeah. great defensive players against Durant, Harden, and uh, Irving. Yeah. They match up pretty well. Durant yeah. is going to have an advantage over it no matter who he plays. Yeah. But Kawhi is a pretty good antidote to that, I think. So that would be an interesting finals, and that's why I had brought that up. Again, it remains to be seen if the Nets can play any defense. I don't think either team is going to the playoffs, honestly. Whoa. I mean, not to the playoffs, sorry. To the finals, Whoa. to the finals, to the finals. I made it. I misspoke. I misspoke. I misspoke. Um, I don't think either team's going to the finals. Uh, the Nets can't stop anyone. A, a stiff breeze. <laughs> um, they fall, and it, that, that'll end up in the net somehow. And then they've got... You know, the Clippers just lack cohesion. They're much better this year. They are. I, but they're not the Lakers li- cohesion. Exactly. That's yeah. You know, like there, there's certain plays that they make where it seems disjointed. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyron Lue's done a really good job with the team that he has out there. Mm-hmm. I think they need a point guard. And it'll be interesting to see whether they make the move for Lonzo Ball or one of those you know, half-court players. Exactly. Yep. And that's where I'd like to see Derek Rose. Oh, that would in, be great. In, uh, in LA land. Um, but yeah, look, we'll we'll wait to see what happens. They do need a point guard, though. They need someone on the offensive side of the ball who can who can run the offense in the half court um, because that's what they're missing. You know, it's a lot of ISO plays for PG or Kawhi, um, yeah. and there's only so many times you can do that in a game. They've improved as playmakers, but no doubt they need a proper like ball handler, point guard guy. Yeah. So yep. Derek Rose is a good option, or Lonzo, but yep. we'll see what happens. Um, answer me this, Josh. Okay. Why can't the Nets? Just outscore everyone. Because I watch them play, and they're they're becoming more cohesive, and the offense is looking surprisingly fluid. Why can't they just go on a tear every game? Well, we've no. I went over these statistics, you know, when this trade was made. Okay, it, you can't do it. It doesn't work. You okay, know, it's it's been proven through history. So but this I, level of talent has never come together. Offensive talent, that is. Well, it has. Who? Well, Steph. Clay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So what I'm saying is, yeah. So the high usage. Clay's not high usage. No. But this has never happened. And what I'm saying, this is uncharted territory. I'm leaning more towards the Nets being a much better contender than we expected. I know it's still early, but I just think their offense looks so unstoppable. It's hard for me to rule out them winning every game, not every game, but winning playoff series just based on offense. I mean, the problem is that when you get down, it's unbelievable. Into, down into these clutch moments, the shots that they're getting aren't going to be there. So the, the one that's going to make the most contested shots is Kevin Durant. And the statistics will tell you that. Absolutely. Um, but they don't have the defensive side down pat. If not it's yet. a one-point game and it goes to the other team, you know, the, the, the odds are right now is that 
that other team is going to score. Yeah. You know, these games are going over 140 points regularly yeah. for both sides. At least 120, you, yeah. You can't continue at that level. That's fast-paced. It's physical. It'll slow down, but and yeah. And when the Nets aren't, you know, uh, there on defense because they want to put all their effort into offense, it will bite them. Um, and unfortunately, I, I don't see them outscoring every team. Okay, that's fair. I just feel like they have so much offensive talent that at, in the worst of circumstances, they can get a bucket. You can think that, and I can think you're wrong. Fair. <laughs> you're wrong, but fair. Um, they definitely need to add some size, so we'll move on from the Nets. Uh, they get a lot of talk, as is. They do. Just wanted to give a special shout-out to LaMelo Ball and his connection with Miles Bridges. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Their alley-oop plays are just spectacular. Yeah. He had one the other day uh, where LaMelo threw it from the three-point line to... Uh, Bridges cutting back door. He caught it one hand and just mashed it. It was man. It was one of the best. Dunks it just of the shows year. you that that Hornets team was not terrible last year. They were missing players, two talent. key pieces, and that's it. That's all it's taken. You know, Lamelo and Gordon Hayward. You know, uh, an actual competent point guard. No offense to Terry Rozier and and uh, Devontae, Devontae Graham. Graham. Yep. They are second options, and they should be second options. Six men or you know shooting guard type players. Um, and they've, they've brought in Gordon Hayward, who's a tremendous leader and has yeah. shown everybody wrong who said he, you know, the, the Hornets overpaid. He's exactly what they needed. I know, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. exactly what they needed. Not only him, but LaMelo. Both of them, yeah. it's like a culture shift. Like yeah. they, they're moving the ball. They're more professional now. Mm. Uh, everything's a little bit more serious. Ironically, mm. I didn't think LaMelo was going to be this professional and this serious early on in his career. But he's been spectacular. Well, the fire. He's been bringing the team together yeah. with passing and with camaraderie. It's just fun to play with him. And leadership. You yeah. know, that's, that's something else that, you know, is undervalued in a 19-year-old. He, the, other, the other night they played the 76ers. They, yeah. they ended up losing that game. But Joel Embiid was bringing the ball up the court. That. He tried to dribble out the, the clock. And LaMelo Ball came from behind him, stole the ball, ran up the other end and, and nailed a three. Trailed the three, yeah. That kind of fire and that desire to win basketball games is so undervalued. I agree. Um, and, you know, LaMelo brings that every night. And Why he, wouldn't you want that? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? But, yeah. you know, teams aren't looking at that. They're looking at other things. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that get lost in the box score and there's yeah. a lot of people that get lost in the box score. Big time. But those kinds of plays are what makes a player a professional NBA basketball player. Yeah. They've become one of my three favorite teams to watch this They're year. It's tremendous. just so much fun. They really are. Um, they play with each other. They just play good basketball. Um, it's never perfect, but it's really good to watch. Yeah. And also, just wanted to give a quick shout out. Someone nicknamed the du the duo Airbnb. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. Ball and Bridges. Um, yeah. So next thing I wanted to just throw at you, Josh, is a little segment I've called "Will they be traded before the deadline?" Oh yeah, I like this so, segment. So um, first up, will Derek Rose be traded? I think so. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. Okay, whenever I say yes or no, it's I think. Not, don't take it for gospel, please. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin, Detroit Pistons. No. He's not being traded? Untradeable. True. True. He, he has a pretty bad contract. I don't know pretty who's going to take that on. Pretty bad. Um, Kyle Lowry, Toronto Raptors. No. Really? No. Heart and soul. They're not trading. You're right. They're not trading. You're right. If this was Homer Corner, I would piss on that <laughs> take. 
Sorry, that uh, that question. That is. Yeah. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Houston Rockets. I think so. Yes. He's being traded. I think so. Yeah, because otherwise he walks away in free agency for nothing. True. Yeah. Miami. Uh, potentially, uh, Miami are interested, and there were a bunch of other teams. I think the Knicks were in conversation for Oladipo. There's a bunch of teams that are in contention or trying to get to contention that are discussing trading for Victor Oladipo. So I think he will be traded. Yeah. Yeah. In a past podcast, I think we talked about how there was a rumor about Miami uh, from last season when he was in Indiana. He does really want to play with Bam and with Jimmy Butler. He said that a couple of times. Sounds like he's uh, envious of Heat culture. Yes. Um. So I've got here next anyone. Minnesota Timberwolves. They kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, you know, we said that in our special episode, so go watch that. Mm. But um, D'Angelo Russell is putting up ex- almost identical statistics to Malik Beasley. Yeah. Um, and if that is anything to go by, then uh, that is probably a tradable contract. Yeah, that's fair. Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, or Steven Adams, New Orleans Pelicans? I think the only one that will move is Lonzo. Okay. Um, and that's because teams are in need of a point guard with size too yeah. do you think New Orleans likes Eric Bledsoe I don't know Would that, I think that what they need to do is trade Lonzo and allow Bledsoe to play bigger minutes and, and run the offense a bit better um, we've talked before about Bledsoe's impact on the offensive side of the ball Yeah, it's not great um, but what you need to really give him the opportunity to do is run outside of a, a two-point guard backcourt yeah. um, instead of playing one off ball, one on ball. It just doesn't work like that. I think that the Pelicans, I'm just going to jump in here. I think the Pelicans need to move Bledsoe because I feel like their ceiling would be higher with someone else. I just think Bledsoe falls into like a third or a fourth tier of player, Yeah, not even at his position, just a yeah. player where it's just like, yeah, he's good on a tanking team. Well, he's tradable. That's, you know, he's, he's, he's going to get traded asset. again, he, I think. You know, point guards are constantly on the move in the NBA now. So, yeah. you know, your main ball handlers will move around a fair bit. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Bledsoe moved on. Um, but I think it'll be Lonzo. It's a good point you make. I think with point guards, there's always a GM, for the most part, going, well, the grass is a bit greener over there yeah. with the next player. Exactly. So that happens, yeah. Yep. Andre Drummond, Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. He's Trade. getting moved? Yeah, yeah, I can see that yeah. for sure. Finally, the big one. Bradley Beal, Washington Wizards. This is really tough. Um, I think he wants the Wizards to be good. And I think that's part of his problem is he wants to be the reason why the Wizards are good. Yeah, and I think it's very he, noble. He also should eat humble pie and be like, this team is beyond my help um, and I need to go somewhere where I can actually win games. Yeah. So I, I would... actually... Sorry to cut you off. I don't think the team is bad. I think the strategy of the player, like how they're using the players is bad yeah. and very poor. Yeah. I mean, having Westbrook as your high usage point guard, I mean, it's super debatable how much value he's bringing to that team in particular. You could obviously respect his intensity and passion for the game. He had a massive game winner the other day against the Nets. Yeah. I mean, obviously important to the team, but yeah, I appreciate Beal being very noble, wanting to stick around and make Washington great or see them through until they're a great team again. But at the same time, like you would think he'd be happier elsewhere, like Miami, for example. But um, so do you think he's being traded or no? I would like to see him traded. So would I. Do I think that the Wizards will move him? No. Yeah, it's tough. He's, unless he's so he, good. Unless he demands a trade. You know, that's the only chance he's going to get getting out of uh, Washington. Yep. But look, I think the, um, the whole situation with... Beal is they're not putting players around to help his game. You know, they Davis Batans is one of the best 
shooters. He should be. He's not this year. No. He's not. shooting like 33%. But he can't defend. He can't defend. And that's flat out. That's, yeah. you know, he doesn't stop anything. Um, and unfortunately, Denny Avdia has yet to prove himself on the defensive side of the ball as well. So yeah. playing a lineup with Brad Beal, Bertans, and Avdia is a defensive nightmare because they're giving up that many points when they're on the court together. It's, you know, it's, it's not a great situation for Beal. Yeah. Um, so I would like to see him move on. But the unfortunately, Wizards, yeah, they're giving up the most points per game of any team, 121 points a game, which is insane. Yeah. Um, the Nets are just behind them at 117, like we talked about, no defense. Yeah, well, that's changed dramatically since they traded Levert. Isn't that crazy? They yeah, added James Harden and the defensive rating went... Yeah, what a shocker. Crash and burn. Yeah. Um, who knew that Harden might tank your defense? <laughs> nah. So, um, yeah, let's move on to... Trash. Get that garbage out of here! Trash of the week. Oh. Um, I've got a good one. It was very early in the week. Yep. Um, do you want me to go first or should you uh, go No, first? you go first. You okay. already started. Cool. So we've got um, Joe Harris's terrible... I was trying to think of the best word. Terrible. Awful. Inbound pass. Shocking. Uh, against Horrendous. the Washington Wizards. It was it In- was terrible. Disgusting. Yeah. He basically... So, Beal comes down the court, hits a three. They're down... Uh, they were down five. Yes. Beal comes down the court, hits a three. So, down a two-point two. game. Now yep. they're down two. The Wizards are. Yep. So, Harris picks up the ball, steps out of bounds, and before even really looking, Durant cuts the other way. Harris throws the ball to... Garrison Matthews. It was awful. Like a handoff almost. Like here, just take it. It was horrible. And Matthews had to actually save it in bounds. It went to Westbrook. Westbrook drills the game winning three. Unbelievable like yeah. scenario. Sequence of play was yeah. you know, it was I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there in awe of what just happened. Um, Joe Harris has a lot to answer for for that one. Oh my God. I would have been, yeah, he would have been benched if I was Steve Nash. It yeah. was an awful play. I don't know why he rushed it. Like, just take the ball out of bounds and take a second. Take your five. Breathe. Take your five. Yeah. You don't even need five, but take the five. You've got it. He just instead just turns around and goes, oh, whatever. I don't need the ball. Yeah. We don't need the ball. The Nets don't need the ball. Yeah. And then, yeah. You could slow it down, wait for a player from the other side of half court to run back, give you another option. Like, there's a bunch of things that could have happened that yeah. would have won them that game. Yeah. It's just a silly play. Brain snap. Just, yeah. Why, why did you rush? It was really annoying to watch. Um, but nonetheless, it was fun to watch the Nets lose. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, what was your trash of the week, Josh? I have a personal favorite. Of mine. Okay. Um, something that I'm very good at, air balls. <laughs> so, you love to see a good air ball. Uh, one of my favorite things to watch uh, LeBron's free throw air ball against the Mavericks. Oof. It was great. Yeah. Just, what is LeBron Completely doing? missed everything. I look, it's pretty unfair for LeBron, but I'd like to include him in the trash of the week. He doesn't get there ever. Um, very so rarely. For him to join the conversation, it's one of the worst parts of his game, and that's, you know, he's still one of the better. Well, I mean, we're picking apart LeBron. It's very hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Free throws would be up there. Yeah. Top so, three worst parts of his game. Yeah. that um, That's the trash of the week is LeBron's airball. Yeah. I mean, look, it was bad. I don't the know why LeBron make mistakes. Exactly. That's all we're saying. Do you reckon Michael Jordan ever airballed a free throw in the NBA? Wow. Do you actually know the answer? I don't know the answer. Okay. Maybe someone could bestow upon us yeah, that knowledge. Yeah, please. I'm actually really curious now. But the Maybe thing is, I know that LeBron's airballed multiple yeah, free throws. he has. Like, he's not notorious, but he has that in his resume. Um, no. Somewhere in fine print, it's on his resume. I, I don't think so. Jordan shoots an airball. That would have been a, a game-winning attempt. 
Oh, look at that. Skip Bayless asked the question in 2019. Of course, Skip Bayless asked the question. Here, okay, quote it. Absolute stand. This is a Skip Bayless tweet from March 26, 2019. 28th, sorry. Okay. Hang on one sec. Gucci? Uh, yeah, just making sure the, the audio just did something funny. All right. So Skip Bayless quote from his tweet in March in 2019. Did Michael Jordan ever airball a free throw in his NBA career? I can't imagine. LeBron sure has. Happened again last night. If he's the best player on the planet, it's Mars. <laughs> Skip Bayless. Wow. Big shout That's out to Skip Bayless. Summer Skip's best work, that. Retweet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's retweet that. All, All right. right. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that take, but uh, I think that's absolutely hilarious. That's Summer Skip's best work, that. Yeah, it is. I wonder if LeBron saw that. He probably did, the, mate. The next he, night, he went 12 of 12. I think he just one. laughs at Skip whenever Skip says something like that. Yeah. I don't even know if Skip believes half the things that Skip says. Exactly. Yep. Hot take of the week. All right. Uh, what's your hot take this week, Macca? All right. I've got a... Uh, I don't want to make this too long-winded, but the City Edition jerseys that were released this season are some of the worst. It's the worst batch of jerseys I've ever seen. I'm honestly, like, disgusted by some of them. Okay, let me just interject here for one second. Yeah. Every broadcast I've tuned into when Miami Heat are wearing the Vice Wave jerseys, the commentators tear it to shreds. Do they? Tear it to shreds. Okay. So it looks like a popsicle. Yeah. Looks like a, a washing incident gone wrong. <laughs> looks like putting, you know, multiple colors in with white. Mix like, the missus dress with your shirt. Yeah. Type it's, of thing. Mate, I don't understand why they're just giving up, you know, so much hate to this jersey when all the other team's oh, jerseys man. are so much worse. Listen, that's one of my four favorite hands down and it's a bad batch to pick from but there are four that I actually liked I'll just name those creative. at least it's creative like at least it's something different other teams like Boston has to have one of the worst sorry they didn't make my my worst four but they're probably number five it's boring stop with tradition so boring stop tradition gets you so far and then you have to start doing something else because otherwise your tradition is just what you did 50 years ago and that's it that's all you've got to offer anyone you got stale change it Look, I give the Heat a lot of points for the gradient-style color scheme. Yes, thank you. I think it actually looks pretty good. It's an attempt to try something different. Yes. Which you have to give credit to. Yes. Now, of course, you could say the same for all these other jerseys, but... Just a lot some of them, of these, no. A lot of them, definitely not. A lot of them of, aren't creative at all. A lot of them are, you know, based off concepts that they had 20 years ago that they yeah. just reinvented. But here's the thing. So, the, the Heat are one of the lo- ones that I liked. I like the Hornets. They call it uh, Buzz City Minted. It's yeah. like a teal. I like that too. With a bit of uh, but black in there. But that's a throwback. There. That's a throwback. That's to their... It's um, a mix-up. Yeah. It's not. It's like a mix between now and then because there's yep. less pinstripes on it. Yep. Yep. And then I really like the Raptors Roam the North jersey, the black and gold. I like that too. I always like the black and but gold. But they had that. They've had that a couple of times. So They've, they've sort of recalibrated it yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, they have done the black and gold a bit. And then the Jazz. It's called Naturally Gifted. Yep. Uh, it's got like the Utah colors from the mountains and the the national parks in there. Beautiful I like jazz. Jazz do, um, you know, pretty good jerseys all they do. around. Yeah, they re. I think they rebranded recently, and since then it's been awesome. But the bottom four are awful. Just run through them quickly. The Blazers, honestly, what is going on here? Yeah, it's called Oregon Origins. I encourage you guys to look it up and then get a vomit bucket. It is bad. They have like a stale brown. Look at this. Oh my god, it's hideous. They have brown with red, blue. And yellow streaks. 
I'm going to be honest here. Sometimes I tune into highlights and I'm like, wait, who's playing? Yeah, is like, this, is this what the team G-League? is that? Is this college? Well, I'll look at, you know, I'm looking at, uh, let's say, Hornets and um, Utah or Denver highlights. Yeah. And Denver might be wearing their light blue and yep. Charlotte's wearing black. And I don't know who's playing because I can't tell. And the Bucks blue jersey? Hideous. Is awful. They're in my bottom Stop. Four. Yep. Look, <laughs> and then, I've got the next one. I'll just say the Bucks now. Uh, they went blue on blue. It's supposed to represent the lakes in Milwaukee and Wisconsin. It's terrible. It's terrible. It has nothing to do with the Bucks' actual colors. No. And I get that sometimes teams will step out a bit with color schemes. But having like a baby blue and then like a... A royal blue, I guess you We're could call it. We're now a fashion review podcast. It's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to review these. These are awful. Oklahoma City. This one's called... Terrible. Created for Oklahoma. Looks like it was made on, you know, a jersey creator 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, on the, like on the old Madden game yeah. where you could create your own jersey. Madden 10, I think, had it. So, that there you go. 11 years ago. Throwback. Madden 10. They... Yeah, they had the jersey creation feature and had all these templates. That looks like one of them. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it's a template yeah. sort of jersey that they went through. They're like, that's cool. Yeah. But the thing is, and then I've got also the Mavericks. That's based off Real Madrid's jersey. And Don't it's like a it. blatant copy of Real Madrid. This who, one's called Mythical Movement. So it's white and gold. But that's that's almost the exact jersey that Luca wore for Real Madrid when he was playing there. Which so is, they did that for... Uh, God. Yeah. I wish you didn't tell me that. That's even worse. They did it for Luca. Okay. I mean, they did As it. As a testament to Real Madrid. But this... then they try to brush it off like, nah, we, yeah. we made it our own. But yeah. it's white and gold. Like, come on, guys. It's just not. It's boring. It's like, it, I looked at it like it was a rough draft that they accidentally submitted. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, damn it. We have to go through with this now. Yep. This is the jersey for the city edition. Terrible. And a lot of these jerseys, that's what it seems like. It's just boring. It's like bland. They had to submit something because the, the NBA required a jersey submission yeah and it leads to this garbage so that's trash of the week for me sorry that was long-winded but it was worth talking no, about it, well, it definitely they need was. to scrap it yeah well, absolute scrap job restart just come up with something creative that represents the franchise that you're happy to promote but don't make it garbage maybe to involve your players in the discussion because they would tell you that it's trash before they had to wear it yeah or if you're the mavericks include more than just luca <laughs> Because that's, that that's also true. Didn't lead to a good jersey. I like that. Um, my hot take of the week yeah. is that Miami are going to miss the playoffs unless they add Bradley Beal. Ooh. Wow. Holy, holy colony. This is no hot take corner. No homer corner. This is... I just made up a word. Colony. Colony. You're welcome. Holy moly. I meant to say holy cannoli. But yeah. anyway. Colony's like Colony. <laughs> It's a slang version of cologne. Inside out cannoli. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just good with words. Um, Yeah, that's a proper hot take. Wow. Yeah. Um, Look, they're in a bad bad shape right now. They're in a bad way. Uh, Getting Brad Beal would be a good move. We did discuss this earlier, so I'm not obviously going to go into it. Their record at the moment, they're 7-14. and They play the Wizards in half an hour, Mm. uh, Brisbane time. And they have the Knicks twice next week. That'll be... I mean, the Knicks have been tough. They have the best defense in the league, but that'll be a tough out for Miami. Yeah. They need to get things together. That's a really hot take. What do you think they move? Miami. I think they probably have to move Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Look, Brad Beal, I'm happy to move Tyler Hero for Brad Beal as much as I like Hero's game. Uh, don't touch Duncan. I know you wouldn't go there. 
You'll I, probably rebuild around Duncan before Homer, you trade him. Yeah, Homer corner me wouldn't. Um, but me, me, if we're trading for Bradley Beal, you know, I don't think anyone's off the table except Jimmy Butler and Bam. I think that's it. I think they're the only two players you're like, nah, we'll keep these two. Yeah, maybe a 2.5 with Duncan. So there's two and a half players that you don't want to trade if you're Miami. Yeah. I, Butler, Adebayo, and Duncan. Look, Duncan has his defensive shortcomings. At um, least he's six foot seven. He's six. He he's only been you know a, a NBA player for just over a year now. So you know there's plenty of development that he can do to get there. Um, but yeah, because yeah. like I look at him at like I said, at least he's six seven. You're not like Seth Curry where mm. you're six foot two, six foot three, yeah, and that's a bit, true. bit of a liability. I mean, obviously a solid player, but um, yeah, that's a wow, that's a really hot take. I don't even know how I feel about that. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, now we're going to move on to our all-star predictions selections discussion. Here we go. I'm pretty excited for this one. Kick us off. Um, so I've got some locks here. Let's talk how many players are on each team oh, and yeah. the basic Sorry. concept of the all-star game this year. Right, getting ahead of myself, a bit excited. You are. So essentially, um, prefacing all this, there are going to be, for each conference, five backcourt players selected, mm-hmm. two starters. And three front court, sorry, seven front court players total, three, three starters, starters. Yep. for each conference. Um, if they're continuing with how they've done it previously, they're going to be there's going to be two captains that select their the rest of their little roster. Uh, like last season, it was LeBron and Giannis because they were the leading vote getters. That's usually how it goes. Um, I honestly think this is shaping up to be one of the best all all star games in terms of talent. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of hot names on there. For both. Um, For both. A lot of good basketball to be watched if they play well together. I'm sure they will. And I just wanted to say, like, in a previous podcast, we covered how the all-NBA teams need to be, like, they need to get rid of positions and just have the 15 best players for that season. Yeah. The All-Star game, you could argue, could do the same thing, even though you can't just have, like, all front court players. It's going to be kind of ugly. But I do think it's archaic that you have to have five um, f- uh, backcourt players and seven frontcourt. I understand there's probably more frontcourt players than there are backcourt, but sometimes there's an imbalance in talent, and it allows players to be snubbed. So I, I don't like how they've done that. I think that needs to be fixed up a bit. So yeah, Josh is back. He's got I, a new pair of headphones. I had to switch up the headphones. My other ones went flat. Yeah, you're um, welcome for uh, all of this information. Shout out to Dre Beats for sending my <laughs> headphones flat. Appreciate you. <laughs> Great battery life. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, so, all right, we'll start with the ones that I think are locks. Yep. Uh, I call this a pen pit, uh, selection. So you would write it in pen, so it's locked in. Uh, first of all, Bradley Beal yep. has to make it. Has to. He's leading the league in scoring. Last year, he was snubbed, and he was averaging close to 30 points a game, which was ridiculous. Yep. Um, say what you want about the Wizards' record, but Bradley Beal has been like the definition of an all-star this year. Brad Beal is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so I just think he should make that for obvious reasons. 100%. Uh, James Harden, I think, definitely deserves to make it as a starter. I think he's become the Nets' de facto point guard. Josh enjoys that take. I think him stepping back to allow Irving to focus on scoring and Durant to have less of a burden overall has been really good for the Nets. And he's been putting up close to triple-double numbers on many nights. So I'm going to have James Harden as my starter. Uh, and finally, I've got Jalen Brown as a must-have in the All-Star game. He's been the Celtics' most consistent player and arguably the most defensively versatile player on the team, aside from Marcus Smart. So 
as it, as far as two-way player goes, two-way players go, he's averaging 26 points a game and playing great defense. So you can't really argue to me if you're uh, trying to select James uh, James Brown, Jalen Brown for I the All-Star James game. Brown. His yeah. music's great. Shout out to the uh, the legend James Brown. May he rest in peace. Um, what do you think? I don't like James Harden. So I don't like the way he plays. I don't know him. Not say so I don't like him. I don't know him. We feel um, like we know him, but we don't. I mean, you, you hear about him every day. Yeah. Um, I think Zach Levine should be the starter in the backcourt. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think a Zach Levine, Bradley Beal backcourt would be okay if you had a playmaker in the frontcourt. I don't hate that. I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're there to watch offense. You're not there to watch defense. So Fair. either Fair. one of those guys are good. Um, and Zach Levine's having his best career. Uh, best career. Best year in his career. Yep. He's probably having his best career. I don't know if he'll get another one. He's living his best life <laughs> he and is. is having his best career. He's performing uh, the best he's ever performed, playing sensational basketball. Um, 26 points per game, I believe. Um, about five and five otherwise. He's easily been the best player on the Bulls. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he deserves to be in the All-Star game and I think he deserves to be a starter. So Yeah, he's actually just under 50-40-90 yeah. because he's shooting 88% from the free throw line. He's, we'll round up to 89. Yeah. And then, all right, screw it. We're going to round up to 50-40-90. Zach Levine, you're welcome. Um, I think you're right. I think he should be in the All-Star game at least. I don't know if I'd put him as a starter. I forgot to pen in uh, Kyrie Irving. Despite the fact that he had that little, you know, hiatus, I think he deserves to make it. He's averaging, I think, the second most points per game on the Nets at this point. 28 points a game, five six assists per game. Uh, he's having a career season scoring. And he is an all By definition, he's an all-star. And by definition of how you want to enjoy the all-star game, I think he deserves to make it. You can say what you want about him in terms of personality. I don't think he's played enough. I think by the time the All-Star game rolls around, it's only going to be a few games difference. Still not enough. Not enough? No. Okay. Not fair. for Kyrie. Kyrie should play every game to be picked in the All-Star game. <laughs> okay. All right. See, that's the thing. It, is your dis- your it's bias. There is a, a discrediting factor if you uh, are going to, you know, if you're going to debate a player that has played every game versus Irving, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. But I think because of his exciting... Uh, play style I think Kyrie is definitely in the all-star game for me uh, I would have to flip a coin between Zach Levine and Trey Young as the last spot so I had Brad Beal James Harden Jalen Brown Kyrie Irving and then for the last one I mean yeah I'd have to flip a coin because I can't really pick between Levine and Trey Young they both deserve to make it um, others of note Malcolm Brogdon and Colin Sexton I, you know um, but we've yeah. got the list of the top 10 here I can't believe that Brogdon's not in the top 10 I mean, I can. He plays for Indiana. He's not an exciting player. That's partly what the All-Star... This is all fan voting. Yeah, I know. So there's no I other know. input. I and know. not to say the fans are, aren't smart about the game, but like, there's a lot of people well, voting you're just for... Picking, you pick Westbrook. Westbrook doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game. <sighs> yeah, I don't like ben that. Ben Simmons, that's debatable. Yeah. I don't think he's having a good enough year to yep. be in the All-Star game. Like That team's being led by Embiid. Um, and Derek Rose is like a fan vote. You know, he yep. he doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game. He's been all right this season, but I wouldn't say that he should be in the All-Star game. You know? I agree. He, he's missed a fair, a fair amount of basketball, and, you know, I, I don't know. I I don't like it. No, I think that... Malcolm, I like Derek Rose, but I don't like it. Malcolm Brogdon should be in the top five, top six of voting. He's been 
amazing this season. He's a big reason why Indiana have been performing at the level they have been and why DeMontis Sabonis is having a career year. Well, the yeah, that whole system has changed with the new coach, but he's flourishing big yeah. time. He's averaging over 20 a game. Super efficient. Yeah, too. he's one of the best players on the, on the Eastern side of things. Yep. But nonetheless, I would probably, I'm just flipping a coin in my head, I'll pick Zach Levine as well. I want to see him make the All-Star game. Yeah. I want to see him dunk on Rudy Gobert. Yeah, um, I do too. That would be great to that's watch. That's a mild take for the All-Star game. Now, Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Moving on to the front court, um, obviously... Like these are super obvious pen picks. Uh, Durant, Embiid, Giannis, obviously. Duh. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Bam Adebayo less obvious uh, yeah. because there is a final spot for that seven in the front court. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets is number five in All Star voting. Once again, what is happening here? Yeah. That's a fan vote if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Although hey. a few years ago, uh, I believe uh, who was it? There was a player. Oh, Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. In the West was among the leaders in voting uh, on the first year of the Durant Warriors. Yeah. So the fan voting is a bit embarrassing. It is what it is. They've sort of weighed. The NBA has changed the voting to be more weighted. Yeah. So you have, I think, 50% is fan voting, and then the rest is other stuff. So it's half-half kind of. So it can't all be the fans, which is fair. But nonetheless, we're fans as well. Uh, and what we say goes. So what we're spitting is facts. Uh, Jimmy Butler shouldn't be in the top five. For voting, great player, but he's missed the, almost the entire season. Yeah, buckets um, has missed a lot of basketball this year. Yeah, and to be fair to the rest of the the players in contention here, you know Julius Randle and Gordon Hayward and Jeremy Grant, Chris are Middleton, having much better. Yeah, Chris Middleton too. Look, are having much better seasons as a whole picture yeah. than what Jimmy Butler has been able to produce in the limited amount of basketball. So, yeah. has he played five games this year, Jimmy? I don't think so. No, yeah. I really don't think so. Look, he's just played three in a row, so possibly he's just hit that number. But yeah, I don't know. So here's the thing, right? If you look at the voting, the good news is, and I don't want to harp on this too much, but the good news is the top three are the ones that get selected by the fans. After Embiid, who's number three from the first tally uh, at 1.5 million votes, the drop-off is almost half to mm. Jason Tatum. So it's unlikely that Jimmy's going to climb up and get into that. But I could be jinxing the whole system right now with that take. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, the last spot uh, for me is between Chris Middleton, Gordon Hayward, and Julius Randle. There is a case for Nikola uh, Vucevic for the Orlando Magic. Um, Having a career year. So give us that stat on uh, Nikola Vucevic. He had a stat line against the Nets this season that no center in NBA history ever produced. Wow. 30-point game, 34 points, 10-plus rebounds, 10 rebounds exactly. He had more than five assists. He had seven. He had more than five steals. He had five. And he made more than five threes or five and up. And he had exactly five. That's never been done by any center in NBA history. He is a it's unique player. Amazing. I'll give him that. He's a very unique player. Um, in terms of his skill set, uh, it's hard to find that in the league. And that's why I think that the Orlando Magic have held on to him, despite mm. them being very mediocre every year. He's not athletic. Nah. It, not at all. Um, but he averages the most points out of the pick and roll in the NBA, which yeah. is, you know, obviously the core to most teams. He's uh, a very offense. high, yeah, he's a very high usage center for that team. He's um, quiet. He doesn't complain. He never puts a foot out of line. It's true. Um, and he averages more points than every center not named Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, um, which is pretty impressive. Credit so, to Nikola. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, to Vooch. He, he deserves a mention. He deserves to be in uh, in the voting, but he he's not a mention. at the moment. So. He deserves to be in contention. Yes. But he would be in my... So, again, just going over what I feel here. Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Demontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo. Locks. Absolutely need to be in there. Yeah. My last pick... I'm going to go with a feel-good story. I want to see Gordon Hayward in the All-Star game. I like that, too. I want to give credit to Chris Middleton. He's ahead of... So my not-so-sure take was Chris Middleton, Gordon Hayward, Julius Randle, and Vucevic. Middleton has the best advanced stats of all of them. Uh, He's 50-40-90. He's not flashy. He's not even in the top 10 for voting. Um, But he gets it done. His team has a better record than Hayward does. But since Bam Adebayo is a lock... I can't really use record as an argument. Yeah. So I have to. I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward as the final spot in the front court for the East. The How other f- nice story is Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, if yep. he makes the All Star game, that'd be great for New York basketball and yep. for Julius Randle too. Yeah. No um, doubt. I think there's a high chance that he could be traded as well while his uh, ceiling is so high, and and while there's people talking about him and teams in contention may decide that they want Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, that, that story's sensational and he deserves to be in contention. So does Jeremy Grant. That's another great story. Um, proved us wrong. Um, shut time. us up. And uh, he deserves to be in contention. Yeah. I've never been humbled like Jeremy Grant has humbled me. <laughs> um, all right. Now, let's move on to the West. Um, it's preloaded, as everyone would imagine. Yeah. Um, we'll start in the backcourt. So the obvious picks... Well, my obvious picks are Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic yeah. uh, for all-star starters. That kind of shocked me a bit that Doncic was included in the guards. Well, he's their de facto point guard. I mean, yeah, he carries the ball up the court. Yeah. but They play three guards, really. Yeah, they do. So that's the thing. Yeah. They don't yeah. have a front court, back court. Yeah, which sort is of why system. this is so archaic. Anyway, yeah. continue. It's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got Curry and Luka, and then I had Damian Lillard. Has to be. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yes. And CJ McCollum, who yes. unfortunately was just recently injured. Yep. Uh, but nonetheless, I'd have him. He's been, I think he's leading the league in threes attempted or threes made per game if it's not Curry. Yep. And he's averaging a career high in points. Um, McCollum is, so shout out to him. So those are the five backcourts, so that's sorted. Um, just a, sort of an honorable mention, John Morant, although he missed some games, has been outstanding for he's Memphis. He's missed a fair few, yeah. So. And Shai, sorry, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, Canadian has been outstanding for Oklahoma City, even though that team Tremendous. has been uh, pesky. They've been a bit scrappy and sort of winning games that you wouldn't expect them to win. Yeah, I can't give him uh, a spot over the top five. So, but shout out to SGA, he's been outstanding. The well, other interesting thing with the fan voting is they have Clay Thompson at ten. See what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's he's so, not even going to touch the court. So dumb. It's really dumb. It's really dumb. Um, Why is he even on the ballot? That's where the NBA goes wrong. I have no idea. Why is he on the ballot? Dude, I don't know. I don't get it. They're trying to get data or something. I don't get it. There's no point. I don't get it. Um, Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker over CJ McCollum. Yeah. Anyway. And Devin Booker over Chris Paul. He's not having his best season. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Let's continue. I'm going to get angry. Yeah. Break something. (laughs) Don't want Mac mad. Uh, Let me breathe. Front court, uh, I've got obvious picks here. LeBron, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard. It's pretty easy to, yeah. to say that. I think the I honestly think that this five sorted. You know, the five the the top five that are in there, they're they're there. Easy. Like that's it. Yeah. And then, you know, six and seven's debatable. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, LeBron, Jokic, Leonard, uh, and then Paul George has to be in there. He's having a 
career season, 50-40-90, if I'm not mistaken yep. still. Yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert, the obviously the leading guy for that defense in not Utah. Not even in the top 10 voting. Not in the voting. Not surprising, but in terms of selections, he has to be there. And yep. Anthony Davis, of yep. course. Great player. Although he's had a bit of a down season statistically, he's the Lakers' second best player. Yep. Um, he shows out every night, and he's a problem for every team. Yep. Great all-star Does his job. Player. Like, just... Yeah. yeah, he's just a, a professional. Yeah, in, absolutely. In every sense. So that leaves one final spot, and this is where I'm interested to hear what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't know how I feel right now, so you might be able to influence my decision here. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, both of them from the Pelicans, yep. and Christian Wood from Houston, who's averaging a 20 and 10 this year, arguably the Rockets' best player right now. Honestly, the only player that I think deserves a spot based on their performance is Christian Wood. Wow. Yeah. I think that those other two players have a long way to go as far as development in their own careers, whereas Christian Wood has come into a new situation and stamped his claim. He's a real deal. To be one of the best big men in the league. And I think that that's enough. Going to a new franchise, he's already been to six or seven of them. Like, this guy's nuts. And he's, you know, he's only 25. Like, yeah. You, you would look at him as a journeyman. You'd look at him as a, as a 10-year vet. But the fact is, he's been to that many situations. He's been through that many things in his career to get to this point. Mm. I think he needs to be included in the All-Star game. I Based like that argument. His, his um, impact on the court for yeah. the Rockets. They're now one of the best defensive teams in the league. Um, if you look at their last 10 games since trading James Harden. Yeah. I think it's 10 now. They've definitely improved there. They're the best defensive team in the league and the Nets are the worst defensive team in the league in the last 10 games. And I don't think that's all on James Harden. I think that that's structural changes and having Christian Wood and Boogie Cousins playing the best um, that they've played in a long time. But Christian Wood, back to this original point, deserves to be in the All-Star game, to play alongside guys that you know have influenced his career to this point and also to show all the other franchises that have cut him in his career that they've made a mistake. I think that that's one of the best stories of the All-Star game would be to give Christian Wood a shot. Yeah, it's actually it's one of the most competitive comeback player of the year races this year between him and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. I might be forgetting someone else. But those top two, that's a pretty spectacular couple of stories there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a really tough one because like, I really like Brandon Ingram. I like his game. But if I'm choosing an all-star, for me, it's between Zion Williamson and Christian Wood. Mm. And again, I might have to flip a coin. Um, let me just have a look at the voting. I want to see what people have of, have thought of that. Have you got it? I will get it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, so Christian Wood's at eight and Zion's at six. See, and Wiggins at seven is kind of like what is happening. <laughs> Carmelo is at ten. I didn't even want to mention it. Carmelo's at ten. Carmelo. I didn't want to mention Wiggins. Like, those guys have, have had a pretty good season, but they're not all-stars. Come yeah. on, fans. No, I agree. Look, I'm going to go with Zion. Not to be contrarian, but I want to see You're Zion in the, wall, in the all-star game. I like Christian Wood's game, but I want to see Zion dunk on some people. I think that the all-star game needs to be extended. There needs to be more players included. 15, maybe? I think so, yeah. I think... You know, adding guys like Christian Wood and Zion, mm-hmm. you know, Zion's a young up-and-coming player still on his rookie contract. I think there should be space for players like that to be able to make it to maximize their revenue in their careers. So I don't know. That's if, a good point. I don't know if most people know this, but 
the the max that a team can offer the super max is only available if they make two all-star games or two all nba teams so doesn't it have to do with years played as well yeah so yeah. Year, years played as well so it actually increases the amount of years they play for a franchise but the the original the first contract they can sign the the max amount of money that they can earn on their first contract therefore dictating the amount they can earn for their whole career is based on how many all-star games and all nba nods that they get extending the the um all-star game and extending the roster roster of the all nba teams would allow players like zion like christian wood like brandon ingram to maximize their income so bam Adebayo was only able to get the max extension because he made an all nba team and all defensive team last year it's tough it was lucky because he only just scraped into the all-star game because there was an out you know like an injury yeah there was an injury so he only just scraped in and he was only just able to get the max contract with Miami because of that. Um, and I don't think that's fair to a lot of the younger players who don't have the name yet and may not have the votes to be able to make it, but deserve to be there. Zion's one of those for me. But I also think that you know players like Christian Wood, where they have a story that's interesting to people, like a, a true underdog story, Absolutely. Um, deserve to be included in the All-Star game. Yeah, no, you've made a fantastic argument for Christian Wood. I think it's funny how these are like two opposites where Zion has been in the spotlight since day one of playing basketball, arguably, and Christian Wood has had to scrap for everything he's earned. So pretty interesting debate. Um, Maybe I am being contrarian. I'm still going to stick with Zion because I want to see him in the (laughs) All-Star game. But if Christian Wood makes it, I'm not mad. That would be awesome. He's a great player. He's fun to watch. So talented. I'm really happy for him and, and getting that contract with Houston. Again, what was Detroit doing, honestly? Like, they got Jeremy Grant, I get it, but why didn't you just keep Christian Wood? Mm. Like, what were you doing? I mean, the minutes are incredibly different to what he was playing in Detroit. He's playing 30 minutes a game in Houston, and in Detroit, he was playing 21. He only started 12 games for Detroit, um, and he started all 17 for Houston. So, the, the, the you know, misbalance between his Detroit season and Houston... Houston have just said, we know what you're capable of. He's played a majority of his minutes at center for Houston, whereas he was playing power forward in the four for Detroit. And for most of his career, that's what everyone thought he was. Um, So to come in, bulk up, be able to play big minutes at center, defensively make an impact, and offensively put up, you know, 22 and 11. Yeah, outstanding. Just, you know... Good for him. We really should, you know, go into Christian Wood's career because he's... His story's quite amazing, really. It is. It's pretty incredible to, to look back on it and think this guy's made it now. Mm. Um, so good for him, but yeah. All right, we'll, um, we'll just wrap it up with you're wrong, I'm right. So, That's fair, whatever. Yeah. Zion you, Williamson, you know you're what? welcome. You do you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you're going to bleep that one out. Oh, I have to bleep it out. Um, all right, guys. That I think that'll do it. Have you yep. got anything else? No, we're good. Okay. No uh, fun facts this week. Sorry, guys. No fun fact, Mac. He is out. He, he's finished this week yep. no fun fact Mac not this week but we appreciate you guys tuning in um, make sure to follow us on all the socials so I'll actually be starting Twitch streaming soon um, so follow Shoot Around Josh on Twitch Celebrity um, Mac may get in on that at, I probably at some will. time yep. um, I'm trying to get him to uh, start up his own little side hustles as well by popular demand I will be out yeah. and I will be in there <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Um, But we appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you check out all of our social media. 
Make sure you review our podcast if you enjoy it. Yep. Please send us a DM. We're open to conversations. Give us feedback. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, we love like, it. Honestly, it's so important to the future of the podcast and, and your guys' enjoyment that you message us and tell us what you think. Yeah. Um, We've had a handful of people tell us that they like certain parts of our podcast and some that we don't. And that's why the podcast has sort of evolved a little bit. That's the nature of it. Mm. But we really appreciate your what you have to say about it. If you don't like it, tell us. We're not afraid of negative criticism. Yeah. Honestly, it's perfectly fine. Everyone has their own opinions. Yeah. Um, like, you're not right, but yeah. we'll take it on board and we'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then just... Thank you and just brush it off. Water off a duck's back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, Mac. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week for episode 11. Yep. And uh, we'll see how the all-star voting progresses this week. And I think people may have some uh, opinions on what we've had to say I about so. the all-star game. Yeah. Um, check out our Timberwolves special. Yes. Check out previous episodes. We've discussed a lot of different things about the NBA so far this season. Um, and we'll be sure to uh, review Mac's hot take on the Wizards and Heat game. Um, I'll leave the score in the video at some point. So make sure you check it out on YouTube. But thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye.